Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Morgan, I want to talk to you today because uh, the new Select Committee on China will be seated on January 3rd. It's Chairman Mike Gallagher is a friend of yours, and it will become the Gallagher Committee as inevitably they become. What advice do you have for every member of the committee about how to communicate to the American people about China? Well, this is something that I've thought a lot about and something that I've done also, uh, you know, when I was at Fox News. One of the things that, that, that I thought a lot about is how you explain the threat of the Chinese Communist Party because it's so pervasive. And I think there's a few key things that all Americans can understand. So I encourage members of Congress to bring everything that we talk about in national security and foreign policy back to kitchen table issues. So first of all, if you care about religious freedom around the world, you do not want the Chinese Communist Party in control uh, of the world, of the world order. So we know right now in China, what happens if you're a Christian uh, or, or you try to attend a church in China? Well, first of all, the churches, unless they're an underground church, which often get raided by the authorities, the churches are regulated by the state. So they have done things like they went into churches in China, removed the picture of Jesus on the wall, and replaced it with a picture of Xi Jinping. They also have edited the Bible. So the Bible that if you're a Christian in China, again, unless you get an underground copy, it's not the Bible that Christian Americans or Jewish Americans read, but rather uh, it is the Bible that has been sanctioned and written and, and reworded by the Chinese Communist Party. And I don't know about you, Hugh, but where I come from, you don't edit the word of God. That's what the Chinese Communist Party has done. They're also erecting Catholic uh, bishops and priests in Hong Kong right now. And so we have that going on. Plus, we know what's been going on for years now is the ongoing genocide against Muslim uh, Muslim leaders uh, in Xinjiang. So, um, so, so it's important to understand when you think, why do I really care about China? They're all the way across the world. If they want to dominate their region, well, their intent, as Xi Jinping has said many times, their intent is not just to dominate the region. They want to dominate the world order. And the last thing that that we want is people of faith is that the Chinese Communist Party controlling uh, which pictures of Jesus are on the wall and which Bible uh, we read. And so you remind me, me, Morgan, you remind me yes, of my sir. visit. I, I went to the the synagogue in St. Petersburg, where, and it was a great occasion. The Fetching Mrs. Hewitt and I went, and we met lifelong friends of ours, Bob and Toby Waldorf. And they wandered over to me, and they said, we think you're Hugh Hewitt. What are you doing in the synagogue? I said, well, I always go to the Jewish enclave in whatever country I'm in to find out what the hidden story. There's always a story within the story. And the tour guide told us and the Waldorf said, the good news is that the communists didn't shut down the synagogue uh, during the Lenin years. The bad news is they arrested everyone who went to it. So basically the same thing is underway in China now if it's a real church. That's right. That's right. And I think that that's something that every American, especially every American of faith, can, can understand. You know, it's also important to note, you know, when we think about what's going on, uh, whether it's in the South China Sea or Hong Kong, the Chinese Communist Party has no intent in keeping their promises. The Chinese Communist Party under Xi Jinping uh, went to Washington, I think it was in 2015 or 16, right before the election, when he had that famous meeting with President Obama in the Rose Garden. And Xi Jinping promised uh, President Obama that they would not militarize the South China Sea, that they would stop stealing their IP. Uh, they made commitments to the British people and to the world uh, that Hong Kong, uh, you know, would be free for the period of time that uh, for the hundred years that it was granted. And, and when you look in case after case after case, the 
the Chinese Communist Party doesn't keep their word. So right now, the Biden administration is spending their whole time uh, focused on getting the Chinese Communist Party to agree to climate change efforts. Uh, well, meanwhile, while the Chinese are building uh, more coal plants than ever before last year and this year, so it, it, it's really, I think, frustrating to see the trade-offs that the Biden administration makes with China for climate change concessions. When you look at their pattern of behavior, they didn't keep any of the promises they made this team the last time they were in office. Now, Morgan Ortegas, you were a very skilled spokesperson. I love when I'm on special report with you, and then I want to give you back all the time when Brett is asking <laughs> questions because you're so good at it. But I, I want you to kind of think in terms of messaging for the Gallagher Committee. Should they have a lot of hearings? Should they have a few hearings? Should they have them at a regularly scheduled time? Should they take them around the country? What would your advice be to the Gallagher Committee? Well, uh, first of all, I think that we could really hone in on um, TikTok uh, and start again with issues that uh, that affect everyday Americans. So uh, I would have regular public hearings. By the way, it should be bipartisan. I've always said that the threat of the Chinese Communist Party is way too big for just the Republican Party. We need to get the Democrats on board under understanding the threat and not only understanding the threat. I think they do. But we need to get to consensus on policy decisions that we can all uh, drive forward. But, you know, I would maybe consider making a primetime must-see TV and start with things like let the first hearing be, for example, on TikTok, because everybody's kids, probably a ton of people listening to you and I right now, their kids or their grandkids are on TikTok. Get your kids off of TikTok. If you're a member of Congress, shame on you if you're on TikTok right now. Uh, did you know the TikTok, and Mike Gallagher has explained this in quite detail, There's not even it's not even the same version of TikTok that the Chinese allow their young people to be on. It's, it's a... The, the version that they have in the United States, uh, the one that gets kids so addicted and gets them scrolling and keeps them like zombies for hours, that's not even the same TikTok version that they allow uh, children in China to use because they know that they're feeding us like, you know, dribble for the mind. So I yeah. would start with things like TikTok. We also have to look at our universities and our school systems writ large. Uh, they have been working through, um, through various centers uh, on our university campuses. Uh, to try and, you know, paint this rosy picture of the Chinese Communist Party that doesn't exist. Yeah, we want we, to do this stuff really aggressively in the Trump administration. I think that's a great idea for a hearing, a TikTok hearing, because I keep trying to persuade everyone, get it off your phone. In fact, if it's on your phone, you need a new phone because it's already that's malwared right. your phone. It's that it's that pervasive and it is addictive. But I also want to talk a little bit. I, I had your former boss on this morning, uh, Secretary Pompeo, and we talked about oh, the good. story in the Wall, Wall Street Journal this morning that the Chinese actually set up a partnership with a flight school in South Africa, and they went around the world recruiting pilots who had flown jet fighters to train their pilots, and they looked for F-35 pilots. No Americans participated, but they found some foreign nationals who had learned to fly the foreign version of the F-35. They hired them. I'm sure they paid them an exorbitant amount to go out in the middle of nowhere, South Africa, to train Chinese pilots. I mean, that really boggles the mind, Morgan Ortegas. I I wouldn't mind seeing always couched in that this is not another red scare. We're not doing the Wilson administration or the Truman administration or the Joe McCarthy red scare. We're not interested in making Chinese Americans a target, but we want Americans to know what the CCP is doing. How do you communicate that? I mean, recruiting fighter pilots who are retired to teach their pilots, that's crazy. Well, in fact, what you just said is so important, and you have my former boss, Secretary Mike Pompeo, on this morning, you know, the two people that were just very, very key advisors to him on China, two of his most senior uh, minds that he listened to, and brilliant minds, 
were two uh, two men who grew up in China, uh, Miles uh, Young, and then uh, the new president of Purdue. Oh my goodness, I'm going to blank on his name. I can't. Miles, is it Miles Young or Miles Yu? I call him Miles Yu. Miles Yu. Miles Yu. I haven't yeah. had enough coffee this morning. Miles. Ah. Um, I was trying to think of the new Purdue president as, as well. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. The point is, is both of these guys uh, were Pompeo's senior advisors. I learned so much from them on the Chinese Communist Party because they live there. They know the language. They grew up under the oppression. They, they, they knew all the tricks that the party would pull. And so I always say to audiences, listen, uh, you know, so much of the, uh, of the strides that we made in the, in the Pompeo State Department towards China would not have happened if we didn't have two brave Chinese Americans, who, by the way, withstood a ton of online harassment from the Chinese Communist Party when they figured out that they were advising Pompeo. So, you know, the most patriotic Americans that that I've worked with are Chinese Americans who can tell you firsthand what it's like to live under the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, you even saw the Twitter files uh, earlier this week. Uh, I think it was the Barry Weiss ones that she did, or maybe that was last week. But you saw there were some Chinese uh, American employees who were admonishing in the Slack chains, uh, admonishing some of the um, censoring that was going on at Twitter and saying, hey, this sounds like what the Communist Party does. And the Americans blew them off. Um, And so this is why we should listen to Chinese Americans, uh, because they understand better than anyone else. And and by the way, I say the same for Vietnamese Americans. I mean, especially when I'm in California meeting them, some of the most patriotic Americans uh, you will ever meet. And, and again, they live in the region. They understand the threat and they realize uh, how naive we are sometimes. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.